I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I start a new series named China Unseen, and I take you to a secret museum right in the heart of Shanghai, which chronicles an exceptional time in modern China. They were declared. public animals of capitalism at dawn sometime in late april of 1958 the slaughter of the sparrows in peking began this was a continuation of a campaign that had been going on in the countryside for months the objection to the sparrows was that like rest of china's inhabitants they were hungry they were accused of pecking away at supplies in warehouses and in paddy fields at an officially estimated rate of 4 pounds of grain per sparrow per year and so divisions of soldiers were deployed through peking streets their footfalls muffled by rubber soled sneakers students and civil servants in high collar tunics and school children carrying pots and pans ladles and spoons quietly took up their stations the total force according to radio peking numbered 3 million if we consider that one sparrow was killed by every citizen then the estimated loss would be 600 million sparrows so by 1960 the sparrow was nearing extinction in china but the loss of this apex predator of locusts meant that crop losses ballooned which eventually led to the great chinese famine it is estimated to have killed anywhere between 15 to 45 million people eventually mao abandoned the campaign and in an absurd turn of events he imported 250000 sparrows from the soviet union to replenish their population if you think this story sounds incredulous you need to walk into the basement of an apartment building in huashan road facing pukang road in the former french concession area of shanghai it consists of only two rooms but it houses a museum which is iconic in an absurd way The English travel guidebooks mention it but the ones in Mandarin have it censored. The museum by the way has no signage and you will have to ask the security guard for directions who will hand you a pamphlet and send you on your way. You take an elevator down to the basement, go through a couple of doors and arrive at the museum which is one of its kind, the Propaganda Poster Art Museum. A rare collection of propaganda posters from the Maoist era, an oddity for the Chinese. but a treasure trove for the traveler chronicling everything from the cultural revolution to the end of mao the museum is not funded by the government the communist party chooses not to talk about mao anymore so much so that the current generation has pretty much no clue to exactly what did mao do this is surprising considering that the grandparents are the lost generation of china to me it also drives home the point as to why it is so important to learn history and create a national memory which is cognizant of the past i lived in shanghai for 6 months and none of my colleagues or any chinese i had spoken to know of the museum 
despite it being located bang in the middle of the city. Unsurprisingly, I did not find a single Chinese in my two-hour visit. The posters in the museum are a crash course in symbolism. I was lucky enough to find a historian who spoke English and researched contemporary Chinese history. She took me through 30 years worth of posters, walking me through the numerous campaigns run by Mao, reflecting not only on domestic events, but even international ones, right from enforcing Maoist ideals, showcasing peaceful visions of an ideal society, to Chinese people coming together to fight common enemies. A very significant section is dedicated to the USA, which was then picking up an ideological battle against all communist countries. Most of these posters essentially show triumphant Chinese soldiers and civilians crushing American symbols of power, from tanks to soldiers. The use of forced perspective is obvious in these posters. The vantage point is from down below, making even a regular person appear large in size. The Chinese are shown to be physically strong and able-bodied, while in reality, the average Chinese person was malnourished during the Maoist times. This reflects starkly in the poster titled, Everyone Takes Action to Wipe Out the Four Pests. The poster shows a group of angry determined men and women coming together to destroy three of them, cockroaches, rats and flies. As one moves their gaze upwards, you can see scores of bird-catching nets being proudly hoisted to catch the fourth pest, the sparrow. Gazing at these posters reminded me of how our actions, which seem right in the moment, when passed through the sieve of time, would appear foolish, wrong and even criminal. One of the principal functions of art is to allow us to reflect, to stand still and see what we are making of ourselves. The words of Pico Ayer come to mind. In an age of speed, I began to think, nothing could be more invigorating than going slow. In an age of distraction, nothing can feel more luxurious than paying attention. And in an age of constant movement, nothing is more urgent than sitting still. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.